Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Australian Survivor Community Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Brinks, in the chair, here to bring you a new ex-interview today with the runner-up of Australian Survivor 2017. She lasted 55 days, got three votes to the final tribal council. I'm talking about Tara Pitt, and I'm very excited to chat to Tara because this chat, as you're about to hear, is one of the most, I think, authentic chats that I've done all season. Tara's really honest. We talk about the flips. We talk about the twists, the controversy, the positives, the negatives, all that in between. And I hope you really enjoy this podcast because I certainly did. All right. Going to hit play with it now. Enjoy. My shit's very, very important. They're not going to see me coming. He is a snake and he can't be trusted one bit. Bad on them because I'm still here. Alright, on the line today, I am genuinely very interested to chat and excited to chat to the second place finisher of Australian Survivor 2017, Tara. Tara, how are you going? Hey Ryan, yeah, good, good. Excited, tired. It's been a big it's been a big couple of weeks for you. Yeah, that's that's all I can really uh, you know, finish off by saying it's just good. Yeah. I feel excited, I feel relieved, I feel sad, I feel you know, there's just so many feelings when the game for Jericho and I really did only stop pretty much last night. So yeah. you know, I just can't wait to see, you know, what's gonna happen in the future. But not only that, just like I just woke up today feeling proud that I did everything I could. I think that's the big thing you need to take from the whole experience as well, Tara, is that you made it to second place out of 24 people who got on the show and 21,000 people who applied for the show. That is an absolutely incredible feat. And to, to, to make day 55, it's an incredibly rare position. So you should be really proud of making it that far. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. I am. And... Uh... You know, I've been getting a bit of slack about it today, but I genuinely do feel, you know, very much, um, you know, I guess excited for Jericho. And I'm a great second placer. So I'm pretty sure he would have, like, cried if, if I won, so no, <laughs> no, no, I know, I know you are. Like, what do you? I'm going to come to that because look, I run an online community, and we tried to change the discourse pretty early on because it was coming in pretty negative, and I was actually pretty shocked at the way that things were going your direction as well, Tara. Can you talk about how hard that has been? Because you obviously you play this game, you go through this whole experience, but then there's this second experience where the show is being shared and you have randoms who have no idea who you are, no idea what you are actually doing out there, commenting on what you're what they're seeing on T V. Yeah, I guess you know, you you're putting yourself on a reality TV show, not everyone back home is going to love you or they're going to support whatever move you did at that particular time. Yeah. I mean, it is hard because, you know, what you guys see back at home, you know, is edited and um, we've got a camera on us 24-7. So they're not going to show everything that happened. And I think for the biggest, uh, like, negative part for me was being saved. I mean, great for my game and I'm relieved and so excited, but... I can see how it can be disappointing to have a lot of twists and a lot of, you know, like no one going home at these tribal councils and that can annoy people. And it just so happened that it was my night that, you know, someone was getting saved. So I I see it as, like, I'm not bitter. I actually, and I think I spoke to you a bit too, Ryan, during, you know, the showing and stuff, just because I don't 
mind if people don't like my gameplay. It's just the ones that just started to tick on my weight and, you know, were just, you know, just being flat out rude was just a little bit disappointing because, like you said, I am just a human and I'm just doing as much as I can on a game that we all love. And that's the that's so true, Tara. And that's the thing. It's just I feel like a lot of people don't realise that Prey Survivor, before you apply for Australian Survivor, you're just a regular mum from Queensland, three kids, husband, uh, living yeah. your life. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're thrusted into the spotlight. You're not, you, you weren't picked on Survivor to be the the beach babe. You were picked on Survivor to be the genuine, authentic Queensland mum. And that I, it's just, it's so, it really infuriates me when I see just like, crap to be honest posted about about things yeah so, yeah i don't and, know and that's it like i don't want i don't want to try and get people to be like oh okay we like you Tara. hey if you don't like my gameplay that's fine you know what i mean like i'm not here to please everyone i am quite spoiled when it comes to things not going my way ask anyone like yeah. i'm your literal like you know i still act like a little bit of a a two-year-old, because I like things to go my own way, Ryan. Of course and we do, And when Tara. things weren't doing that, I was getting very upset. So, yeah, of course, you know, that's fine if, if you didn't like, you know, the fact that I did this move or I was saved. But at the end of the day, it was it's mainly the, the negative. Yeah, I think some people can dwell on negatives. But let's get to the fun stuff, Tara. I want to talk about your relationship with Lockie, because this is some, a big one for your whole game. Can you talk about when you hit the beach, you're out there, you're seeing people like AK scrambling around. What was it about someone like Lockie that you were like, I have to work with this person? Well, the funny thing is, is when I came into the game, you know, part of my strategy was to find a bestie. Now, I didn't know it was going to be some six-foot, you know, ginormous Giant man. Goliath. Like, yeah, that's right. I thought it was just going to be some little chick that I could just go, hey, let's do each other's hair and then just cut them off at the end. Uh, with Lockie, I, it was, you know, not a – I didn't go, like, that's the person I want to work with. It was just that we were both at the bottom. We were both scrambling to get some votes you know, to get AK out. Yeah. And we just happened to work together and then we did we just formed a great friendship. And then once merch hit, I knew I had his back and he had mine. So yeah, it was just it, it was like in the outside world, I would never just walk up to someone and go, hey, do you want to be my best friend? Because me and him would probably never cross paths. <laughs> no, I, I think that's really uh, quite funny as well. Can you talk about, you get to a point where it's day 40, and you talk about it through the tribal council at the very end as well, where you're like, okay, I have to start building my survivor resume. I have to make my big move. I have to maybe contemplate getting out my best friend in the game in Lockie. How how difficult was that to, to process that to benefit my game I have to jeopardize a friendship that I might have I guess uh, for me going in to the game you know you don't it's not the bachelor you're not there to find love or you're not you know so I was just like you know what I know that if I went straight up to Luke and Jericho and said let's get Lockie out before he tries to get me out they will respect that more. And I know it was only day 40, but I just kept bloody winning. But I was definitely, you know, trying to build a a resume because, you know, I still didn't have the whole I'm going to be the final two. So for me, I had to to start thinking like like a final two. I had to start thinking like a finalist. And, you know, I couldn't go in without some sort of resume. And, yeah, it sucked. And he did say... 
if I was to ever get him out, he'd be super proud. I just I, I hope he's still proud. And I think he, well, we, I think he is. And we saw that at the end when he yeah. cast his vote yeah. towards you as well. I think he yeah, was very, very, exactly. very proud. Progressing through the game, and I guess. We, I feel like a really interesting moment in your game was when we get to the advantage where we get to kick someone off the jury and Jericho's deciding and yeah. we have Tessa really rip into you and, and talk about you being yeah. the, the weakest player out there. What did you take from that and how much of an impact did that have at the next vote for you to make a decision that, no, you weren't going to go with what Michelle and Peter wanted. You were actually going to make a move to, to make it go to fire. Yeah, I, I thank Tessa. It was a bit of a wake-up call, to be honest. I, you know, now that my name was actually out there and she had announced it to the jury, I then thought, how am I going to get out of this? I can't just, like, talk my way or use my social skills. So, you know, looking at it now, and I know I saved Jericho and got him on that fire challenge, and, yeah, he beat me. But at the end of the day, I had to do what was right at that time. And Tessa just really like sort of helped me but I don't think she was trying because I was sort of like holy crap Tessa's right I am the weakest I am coming across as the weakest and I need to do something big and I remember Peter just coming straight up to me he's like so we're just voting Jerry like it's easy and I was thinking to myself you know Tessa did say I have to start well she didn't say it but she made me think I better start doing these big moves yeah, and no, so thanks, Tessa. <laughs> and, and the thing is, Tara, I'll give my opinion. I agree with the move. I think it was the right move for you to do, despite the eventual outcome, because I feel like it gave you a stronger resume. Even if you had have gone to the end with maybe a, a Peter or Michelle, at least it's putting more things on on what you can sell to the final jury at the end. And I'll come to that in a moment. But I want to talk about that last immunity challenge. So we saw it last year. We saw it again. Can you just talk about how physically difficult it is to do that challenge? Because uh, like last year, I joked around and went out with a couple of mates. We found some sticks and we tried to stand on them. And I reckon after like 10 minutes, I was like, no, nah, I'm done with this. So can you talk about how hard it actually is to do what you did? When we were walking up to the final challenge and I, you know, we saw the, the three lots of poles and I'm thinking, oh, we have to do the same as last year. Because we've already experienced it with Ellie and Christy, you know, you sort of already have that expectation. Yep. And so for myself, I walked in going, oh, my God, they did it in six hours. This is going to kill me. Like, how am I going to do this in six? Like, you automatically have that in your head. But for hours to top it off, you know, we did in the dark and it was getting quite cool. We had high tide. I think the first 40 minutes, if you try again, Ryan, the first 40 minutes is your hardest. Yep. And then after about an hour, you don't feel anything. It turns into a mental game. It's not so much your physical anymore. And that I, I just remember Jonathan said, you've been here for like 90 minutes. And I was like, oh my gosh, because it felt like six hours. Yeah. And... I was literally like, really? Like, check your time again. Yeah, so I, I, it's definitely a mental, you know, yeah, I can't explain the sort of mental side of it because everyone's different, but Jericho had the best poker face because he did say later on, like, it was done hurt. But, you know, he was tall. He was standing tall the whole time, and it, I think it did show Peter that maybe he's not going to back down, yeah. you know? So he... He was amazing, and even when I, you know, came off and I sat back and watched both boys, I was totally gave my respect so much more to Peter because he just didn't give up. Yeah. He gave it his all. It's absolutely crazy what they both did, and you did as well, to go through that challenge. Uh, you make the final tribal council. Tara, I'm just going to put it out there. I actually think that you won the final tribal council battle against Jericho, and 
that's oh, that, that is a it's a hard thing to do to to go there and sell your game and say this is why I should be the winner of a shine survivor and you did sway people at the final tribal council to to vote for you heading in did you feel like you were the underdog in this situation or did you feel you had a story that could sell to the jury and that you could get enough votes because even in the room on the night I felt like this is not going to be as one-sided as maybe some people are predicting. I, I genuinely, this is actually genuine, thought that you were a very strong chance to win that night. Yeah, I guess, um, oh, thank you. And I guess I also felt a bit like an underdog only because of I knew who was on the jury that had Jerry's votes. Like yeah. I already had in my head, you know, like oh, I was hoping for Lockie. I was hoping for Peter. And I actually was hoping for Ziggy. So the shock for me was when I found out that Sarah actually came into the jury, the final jury, knowing her vote was not yet decided and I had changed that. So, yeah, that made me feel, I know it was like not a win, but, you know, I don't know if you saw, but when the votes votes were getting read, I was excited because I'm like, oh, this is pretty close. I didn't want like a 1-8 vote again. I wanted it to be some sort of like battle. And, um, yeah, I, I, I felt confident going into that final a tribal council and I I remember saying to Jerry afterwards like you sucked and he's like I know and it was sort of like you know in a way he sort of like shot himself in the foot because he just kept it was like diary you know like um, verbal diarrhea he described you know, it they, as yeah. verbal diarrhea <laughs> yeah yeah so he and I'm just sitting there like no no keep going Jerry because he was just like talking like he wasn't answering the questions correctly he was going yeah. around the bush when I just said straight out like I'll just answer whatever because you know that's all I've got yeah no you mentioned Ziggy there as well and I thought she was going to vote for you considering the relationship you built late with her in terms of the lolly jar um, I, think I gave the, her lolly I think that's the big right. the big question is Tara <laughs> and we didn't see the end of the lolly jar did you finish all the lollies by day 55 I'm spewing so the thing so Michelle had a, like a day maybe a day and a half and then it was day 54 that night yeah and Jericho and I just got back from tribal council and I'm sitting there and he goes oh I really need some sugar I was like oh my gosh I've got lollies and then I could finally tell him and I could finally share and I really wanted them to show it because then he was showing and telling me about the cookies (laughs) so it was just the most bizarre thing that we both shared this this dilemma and yeah we were using it to get people on our side and I said this is just anyway. So we did. We finished them. I, I don't know if Michelle did it on purpose, and I you can correct me, Michelle. But the jar, the top was left open a little bit. So by the time me and Jerry got them, they were all wet. Oh. So I'm like, Michelle, oh. did you leave the lid open? <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> um, I, okay. So we talked about it a little bit, but I think the big rivalry we saw this season was you versus AK. Can you talk about AK and and what uh, he was like to be with? Because it seemed like you guys were chalk and cheese. Uh, I, do you know, and this is just me just saying this now, but yeah. he was the first person that actually rang me when the show, like when we got home, and I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked that he was the first person to ring me to see if I'm okay and to just have a chat with me and just talk about, you know, don't look at the haters concentrate on what you've done blah 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 so that was the AK which is now the AK that I fall in love with you know we're great mates I guess the AK on the game he just scared me because he was just so smart and like it was it was it was not a bad thing 
it was just for my gameplay. If he just kept going, he was going to... And it would have been great for the fans, but for me, he he was always three steps ahead. And he would say stuff like, you know, they've got the numbers. And I'm like, how? And then once he told me, I'm like, where did you see that? <laughs> you know, so he... He did. He that's what he said. He wanted to get on that island, and he wanted to be remembered for big moves. And 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 he did. He, you know, in a way, I sort of. And this is. I've just been asked this just before. I sort of wish I did work with him yeah. around merge, only because I think the two of us was an unlikely pair that no one would actually Expect, know yeah. that we would be working. Yeah. So I, I, in a way, I'm now like. Hmm, Done it. But you can't, you know, but I am going to say something. So okay. regarding the AK, yeah, regarding the AK thing, I did lie. He did not come up to me while I was viewing and and say, are we okay? He actually came up and said, are you okay? When I was doing my confession the next day, I was speaking just like I just did then by saying that AK came up to me and said, are you okay? And I said, no, you know, that's fine. Um, I'm fine. And then, you know, it, it's not edited the way I wanted it. Yeah. They also said, what would have you done if he said, are we okay? And I'm like, if he came up and said, are we okay? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, I know. It's really disturbing because I know personally that that's upset him. And I just wanted to get that out there now by saying, he was the only one that came up to me that night. You know, I am someone that doesn't like to be sick in front of people. So I did say, no, no, you're right to go. But I really felt sad when he rang me to say he was upset. And that's something that game aside and me and AK's relationship, I was absolutely devastated to know that it was edited like that. Yeah, and it's it's hard. I mean, you know now more than anyone how the edit can portray things and what kind exactly, of questions yeah. you are asked by producers out there and what snippets of yeah. uh, audio they use to portray the story and the narrative they want. It's a... Uh, yeah, I think it's something that we don't understand necessarily as fans, but once you've lived it, you can see it. I don't know how long I've got with you, Tara, but I'll just ask you this quick quick one uh, about uh, you when you were voted out and you talked about it uh, briefly and you went to uh, Exile... How strongly did you feel about leaving the game at that point? Were, were there doubts in your mind? Did you think maybe I should just leave? Or were you determined to go back and really fight for the game? Well, when you're sitting there and they were voting out an Elise, you've got to remember, I, you know, straight away I was thinking, I get to see my children. Yeah. So I was sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, like I did everything I could. And now my game's finished. That's fine. Like, I, I, I accepted that because yeah. you couldn't do anything else when you're at the bottom. So I must admit, when I did go to exile, you know, you do have these feelings of, like, no one wants you. You've just been voted out. And technically, I should be gone. So it, it was a lot of mental, you know, uh, like, encouragement to myself by saying, get over it. This is a chance to have a second move. And I just felt a little bit like, why me? In not like a bad way, but a way like, why me? How how can I get through this now? Like why why is you know, why didn't Sam or Mark or you know why didn't they get saved? So now yeah. I have to accept it and move forward because you don't have long in the game. You know, I didn't. I could have been gone the next day. I didn't actually know I was going to be there for the fifty five days. No. So you have to mentally prepare yourself to know, you know, to suck it up and get on with it. And I did. There was moments there where. You know, probably not everyone, but a few of us 
did think like it's so hard out here I just want to go home and and so yeah it did once I hit to a sanga and I realized that they're all fighting I was like you know what I'm pretty excited now yeah so it sort of boosted up my confidence as soon as Luke and Jericho said we're voting out Jackie I'm like okay I feel fine <laughs> Tara I'm just gonna say so, that yeah yeah, always- yeah I'll just say this like last year we had Nick and Connor both saved in a twist and uh, it was. It, it's been very interesting the way that it, it came across, and you know, you if you get saved, you make the most of it, and you did. You made fifty-five days. You should be incredibly proud of making fifty-five days. Can I just ask you, uh, watching at home, and you don't have to answer this if it's too personal, but what was it like the journey watching it with your kids, and how proud of of you are they watching mom on TV and your husband as well? And you talked about it when you had them out there at the family uh, reward. How lovely that was for them to experience something that you had been going for for 54 or 53 days at that time? Well, there's not a lot of team tar at home. <laughs> I don't get support on Facebook and I don't get support at home. So, okay, so my mother... Who are they, who are they going for, Tara? Yeah, go. Yep. So my mum is Team Lockie who was gutted about the decision I made. My husband and my older son, Jet, is Team Luke. Zai and Nash, who are my two youngest, they were Team Jericho. So at the end of the day, I would come, you know, we'd all sit around. It was like a family time. And I remember the night I was talking about getting out Luke and Jet was, I had to actually get Luke to ring the next day and do a video because he was so distraught. Like he was so gutted that like he was like, he's got sons, mum. He's got sons. You know, so he was like, you know, and then like we're not normal. We'd sit around breakfast and then Zai, my eight-year-old, who's not very good at school, but I'm saying he's trying, yeah. would then say, do you think it was wise you made that move last night, Mum? And I'm like, who are you people? You need to be kids. You need to go out and like jump on the trampoline. And, and, and they, they are just focused so much on Survivor that I was starting to freak out. But you know what? There are the night, the episode of the family night. They were in love with themselves. They're like celebrity children now. And they're, and they're just like, you know, they're proud as punch to now have a cool mum. So, brilliant. yeah, it's been great to share it with them. That's so fantastic. Tara, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, enjoy life post-survivor. Thank you. See yeah. you, Ryan. Bye. The tribe has spoken. Time for you to go.